0: yo what's going on guys thank you so much for jumping on again i wanted to take the time and the moment to wish you a happy 2020 and i want to thank you for the support in 2019 thank you for all the love for all the people that shared the podcast for all the people that enjoyed it for this year we're looking for some amazing things looking to grow and expand so if this episode, with my man Sky, brings some value to you, please make sure to share it on your Instagram, share it with the people you care about. We're looking to grow our audience, and I just want to wish you an amazing year. I want to wish you an, a year of love, gratitude, prosperity, and abundance. So hope you enjoy this episode with my man Sky, and uh, yeah, let's jump right into it. Guys, welcome back to another episode of Over a Brew. I'm your host, Cruz Garcia. Super pumped up about this episode, man. I'm sitting across one of my good buddies, one of my... This guy, I've seen him. I met him for the first time about a month ago. About a month ago, and but I've seen him around, mutual friends. One of my uh, good friends is actually really, really close to him. And I've admired everything that he's done from a distance. I've seen seen him grow. I've seen him mentor my buddy. I've seen my buddy grow and develop himself to become a better version of himself. But what I'm excited about today is actually to hear his story, hear where he came from, what he's doing, and how he's revolutionizing, you know, the liquor store industry. So uh, no further ado, guys, let's jump right into it. My man, Sky Sunner.
1: What up? What up, big dog? How you doing, brother? How how are you? I'm good, especially with this beer right now. We body drink,
0: right? I don't know if I'm pouring it correctly, but I think there's a there's a way, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, strategically, you want to do it better than I did it. Actually, you're doing a great job. Am I? Yeah, you're hired. I'm fired. <laughs> I, I was just too excited, you know. I got a little foam, too much foam on mine, but it's all good. It's a mm. good beer, so I'm excited about it. That's good. Oh yeah.
0: That is good. I've never had this.
1: Yeah, it's from Kern River. It's a Citra Double IPA. Mm. They make some fantastic beers. And this one is like one of those limited releases we get once a year. And, you know, we might get it for two different weeks and then it's, it's sold and out. It's gone. So <laughs> it's gone. Especially because I'm buying half of it and put well, it in probably. my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: probably buy the other half and put it in my fridge. Right. But let's just right, jump right into it, man. Talk to us about who you are, what you do, and share something exciting about yourself.
1: Um, I would say I'm, uh, I'm just a natural entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur since I was a young kid. Um, I love people. I love being around people. That's my passion. My passion is people, putting a smile on people's face. So I'm that weird guy that walks around and smiles at everybody, and people are like, why are you smiling? I'm just, <laughs> I'm a happy person, you know? Yeah. Um, that's who I am, you know? And, uh, and I, I do different businesses that, that I enjoy yeah. and uh, that I feel that I can add value to. To the customer's life and uh, to their experience,
0: definitely. I'm excited to hear about that. I'm excited to hear what endeavors you're into, what you know, what's planned for you. Since we're you know getting closer to the end of the year, you know what's 2020 look like. I call 2020 the perfect vision. That's my perfect vision. Things okay. are looking amazing so awesome. far already. So I want you know, to talk a little Good bit hear. about that. And but most importantly, I want to talk about your upbringing. I want to talk about some of the struggles that you face some of the things that you, you know, uh, went through and, you know, build a story from that moment. How does that sound?
1: Uh, yeah, sounds good, man.
0: So you, you were born and raised in Ventura. I did some research I, I on was, you, right? I was
1: born in India, but okay. I was raised in East Ventura since I was about two years old. So, like, all I really know is Ventura County, the 805, you know, because yeah, I've yeah, been yeah. raised here my whole life. So Okay. But, uh, and then we um, came in when I was two, so... Uh, my parents came from northern India, Punjab, mm-hmm. to okay. be specific, um, and uh, my dad came before me. My brother, my mom came. We came about a year after. So, so yeah, that's basically um, how how we started here in Ventura.
0: Wow, I'm surprised that he chose Ventura to establish his flag and to build a family. Um, for me, it's actually I grew up in Stockton. Okay, and I, my family always came down here. You know, my my mom's side of the family all lives here in Oxnard, Ventura County some place that I didn't like growing up. I was like, man, been, Oxnard, Ventura, I hate it. Wow. I was like, I've never moved there. Years later, I decided to move here and to meet some dope people like yourself, some dope people, some dope relationships that actually allowed So what me made to. you
1: move to Oxnard?
0: Um, I wanted something different. I wanted something different. Just to, you know, put it in a nutshell because it's not about me, it's about you right now. I told myself I'm going to be successful and I just didn't know how. I was 21 years old. Oh. I've been here for going on seven years now. Oh wow! And I said, you know, I'm gonna be successful. And
1: God did you come out here all, all by yourself? Yeah. Well, oh, my, wow.
0: well, crazy thing is, my, all my mom's side of the family lives down here. Uh-huh. Right. Um, had a cool relationship with them, but I felt lonely here because I didn't know anyone yeah. other than my family. I had no friends. I would go have dinner by myself. I'd go to the movies by myself. I did things on my own. Right. But but yeah, I moved out here and just said, you know what? I'm gonna make it happen. That's dope. And I met some dope people like yourself.
1: That's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm glad you did.
0: Yeah, man. Definitely. Now we're here. <laughs>
1: Otherwise, we wouldn't be having a beer right now, <laughs> right? you know.
0: So, talk to me about your childhood. So, you moved here, you know, at the age of two. What was that like? I mean, I'm, I know that at the age of two, you don't remember, but what's like? Let's take it back to the furthest memory that you have.
1: You know, um, I was. I, I guess you know, I was. I, I was practically born here, right? So it's not yeah. like I. I had a problem learning English or this, because English was kind of basically my first language, Mm -hmm. and I I spoke Punjabi as well in the household, so I was learning them both growing up, right? Mm -hmm. So I had two first languages, um, because I spoke one in the house with my mom, and I spoke one with my dad, which was English, and at school. Um, So growing up, I mean, I remember being in class, and, you know, I just, uh, it was easy for me to get along with people just because I was a a friendly person and I was an outgoing person since I was a kid. I was a talkative kid. I was the one that just got along with everybody. Um, I had a lot of different circles of friends. So I didn't just have like one circle of friend or two. I just I would literally just have so many different friends around school. I would walk with hang out with one group, another group, another group. So it wasn't difficult for me growing up, but Mm -hmm. growing up out here back then, it wasn't like Stockton because in Stockton, there's a lot of Indians, Mm
0: -hmm. right? There is. Right?
1: Out here, when I grew up, I was like one of the only Indians. It was me and my brother. Then my cousin moved down here when we were in like fourth grade. Yeah. And uh, a couple other Indian families uh, from different parts of India, not necessarily Punjab, but it was like literally like five families. And that was it.
0: Damn.
1: So it it was different because I was like the only Indians. And then obviously like growing up every once in a while, like when there was like some type of war or something going on, you get some people talking negative, like, Oh yeah, you, you know, you, you sand nigga, you, this, you, that, you know, but I just didn't let it phase me. I just, I was that kid. I was just too happy to allow somebody else to really put me down. So I was proud of my culture growing up. So it never affected me like, like it could have somebody else, but going back at it, I mean, I, I think I had a great childhood You know, um, my parents worked hard. They had they eventually got their own businesses. I didn't didn't have the struggles of like financial where like, hey, we struggled, couldn't pay rent. Like, you know, it wasn't. That wasn't my life. Mm -hmm. Now, at the same time, when I was able to like when I was like 12 years old, I had like my little hustles where I made my own money. And literally, I made way more money. So I would never even necessarily need to take lunch money or even if I did, I would save it to buy something. You know what I mean? I was that kid that had like. Like, even as a young kid, I would have a couple grand. And, like, how the fuck does a little kid have a couple (laughs) grand? So my life wasn't hard, you know. And I always hustled because I saw my parents hustle. My parents worked their ass off. You know, both of them did. Um, My mom worked her ass off. And she was there at all of our games and everything. You know what I'm saying? So she's like super mom.
0: Shout out to super mom. Super mom. Damn. Yeah. So what did your parents do? What were they involved in?
1: So first, uh, my dad was working for Lucky 7 which uh, which was a Seven Eleven. 11 It's right next to, it's right off a telephone road. Okay. And uh, he started working there for one of uh, my mom's cousins. And uh, after that, he ended up buying um, the Sadi Koi Liquor, okay. and, uh, which is now called Happy Place Craft Beer, Wine, and Spirit. So he bought that, and then he bought a bunch of other businesses. He just kept buying different businesses, had different family members come and partnered up with people. And, you know, long story short, just kind of build, built his empire in his day. Um, and my mom literally did everything. She, she was the one that cutting coupons, saving money, going buying stuff, packing our lunches, taking us to school, taking us to practice and working at the same time while Damn. we were at school. So she was that 120 hours a week mom, if not more, yeah. because she was working like the 40 hours a week while we were in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when she wasn't, she was working on us, right, to making, ch- keeping us in check. So it was, uh, you know, they, they, they busted their ass and, um, you know, I'm glad that I got to see that, you know, cause sometimes you don't learn from what people teach you. You mm-hmm. learn from what people do. Correct. And the one thing that they did that inspired me was hard work. Yeah. Right. So it was easy for me to be a hardworking person just because that's what I saw.
0: That's all you knew.
1: hundred yeah, percent.
0: Yeah. So your hustle, right. Uh, so seeing your parents work, seeing them bust their ass, seeing them, you know, your dad, especially build an empire from literally scratch. Yeah. Right. You start a little hustle at the age of 12, 13 years old. Right. Uh, I think you you mentioned in another podcast. You started like a CD, like burning CDs. How, what was that like? What
1: was uh, that? So actually freshman year of high school, um, one of my cousins was dating somebody from the radio station. OK. And so he would get crates and crates of CDs before they were even out. Wow. And so then his younger brother used to sell them to me and my other cousin at school. And me and him would go sell them. Mm-hmm. And my cu- my other cousin started selling them before I did, right? And then I was like, yo, said, I let me in on this, right? Because I, like, I was like, I could do this. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, I got one crate and I sold it out in like literally a day, right? I'm talking a whole crate of CDs. Damn. And my cousin's like, you could not have sold them. I said, I sold them all. You got more. So I kept getting more and more and more. And I would outsell all of the CDs because... Remember, I told you I would run around and had groups of friends. I would talk to everybody, yeah, yeah. and I'm a social butterfly. Like I don't care who they are, <laughs> who you are, right? I don't look at somebody and say, "Oh, you don't wear fancy clothes." I'm not going to talk to you. Oh, you don't, you don't, you don't have style, or oh, but I didn't give a shit. I was just, I loved everybody. I just wanted to talk to and, and have more friends. Right. So when it came to like selling stuff, I'd already built relationships. With people So Mm -hmm. it was easy Mm -hmm. And I was so approachable Because I walked by you With a smile So when everybody Found out that I was Selling CDs They'd be like Yo what do you got So it was almost It became Instead of me Going to people People came to me Be like yo You got that new Tupac Are you still down That (laughs) double disc Like I know it's Coming out next week You (laughs) You must got it it. And guess what I had it You know so So my backpack Was full of CDs Not books My books were in my (laughs) locker
0: (laughs) Oh man at school, did they ever, like, try to, like, close your hustle down? Because um, y- cause I know, like, I had friends, right? So I've, I've, I've never been, like, a super entrepreneur guy. I always admire people that did it. And I was like, man, how do they do it? I, I was, like, curious to know, but never really took the risk to do it. And I had friends around me. Kind of like what you mentioned, it's just when you start seeing that, it starts just rubbing off on you. So I see this this gentleman, one of my buddies, this guy would sell, would buy, go, would go to... Um, to Costco, right? Buy the boxes of Candies. chocolate and flip them for $1.25, $1.50 and sell them, sell them, sell them, right? And until the principal caught on to his hustle and shut this whole empire down. He had literally well, 10 people selling these.
1: Snickers well, see, the funny part is my brother had the same hustle going, like, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Shout-outs to my brother Ken. <laughs> so him and uh, one of my good pe- uh, buddies, Luis, who passed away uh, a while back, my dude right there. Man, love him. Sorry to hear that. You know, cheers to him right yeah, here, bro. Cheers to, him, cheers bro. to Luis. Um, so uh, them, they used to hustle candies at school, and uh, Luis would be, like, that counting guy. He'd go pick up the stuff from, um, it was called uh, Price Club at the time. He would go pick up the candies, and my brother would hustle him. So they did that. But the problem with what, what they're doing is the school also sells candies. Yeah. Right? So FBLA, Future Business Leaders of America, mm-hmm. would sell them. So when you're selling something and you're competing against the school's money, you're going to definitely get fucked. Oh, yeah. Right? I was selling something. Nobody else <laughs> was. And then you know what? I just, like, smiled. I was, a, like, a happy kid, and nobody really... I never had a problem. The only problem I had was when the CDs ran out, when my supply got dry, like I'm like, how am I going to sell CDs? Like I got accustomed to making a shit ton of money. You know, I'm making like twelve hundred dollars a month as a, as a student, sometimes way more. Depends on like when Slim Shady, uh, Slim Shady LP dropped, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I bro, I was like, bro, I was making like two grand a day oh, if yeah. I had enough CDs. So then I went out and bought a CD burner. Uh-huh. Right, because I had a problem, I needed to fix a problem. Yeah, I went so out and bought it. Man, right? Exactly. So, <laughs> you know. But other than that, in school, I never really had it had much of a much of a trouble. I mean, I sold like candies when I was like in like eighth grade, a little bit, and a little this or that. But uh, I, I think my real hustle came into high school when I saw an opportunity. Instead of making a quarter, I'm like, shit, I can make five bucks.
0: How did How did that happen though? Like, so I mean, I know you have the hustle. You already had the hustle in you. How, when did you see the vision? When did you say, you know what? Like, this is a ship that I'm ready to jump on and just, like, explode it right now as I can.
1: I always knew I was going to. Even when I was a young kid, because I am I grew up watching my parents in the business. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I always saw myself eventually to be a businessman, mm-hmm. right? All, and in all honesty, in the beginning, I'm like, I'm going to be a businessman. But right now, I think my biggest talent is people, right? So I'm a salesperson, yeah. right? And most successful business people are usually salespeople. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, unless you got a powerful sales partner and you're the other side of the operation, which is which is great. You know, you just got to understand what you're good at and you know move forward with with that. So I knew I was a salesperson just because I love people and I took the time to understand people. Mm-hmm. So I knew my customers who liked what. So I wasn't wasting my time going to you to sell you my CD. Right, I was gonna tell sell you Wu Tang CD Ooh. or or Eminem Slim Shady, right? So that's kind of where where my grind was. is I understood who liked what, I paid attention. You know, I would see what they're wearing too. Like like I mean, simple shit. Like either binders would have like people's al- albums and the people's pictures. You know, how we used to cut out pictures. Yeah, yeah, we didn't yeah, have yeah, Instagram yeah. or MySpace or Friendster or Facebook, and you know, none of that back then. Back then, it was like you'd cut out your favorite like pictures and you'd put them in your damn book in your binder. I would pay attention to kids what they had. So mm-hmm. when I saw somebody like had an MM thing, I'm like, yo, bro, I got the MM CD coming tomorrow for you. He's like, it ain't out till next week. I said, I got it for you tomorrow. Bro, I
0: got you. Right? I was
1: like, Sam Goody got it for $13.99. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it for $15, but you're gonna have it a week before everybody Ooh, else does. There
0: you go. What's <laughs> up with it? Yo. You know what I mean?
1: So I are and I would pre-sell things and I'd hype it up before it even came. So then by the time I had a crate of M M&M M CDs, they were gone in the first day. Wow. You know, because I knew what I was getting tomorrow. So I was like, yo, you know, we didn't have, I had a pager back then and people thought I was a drug, no, people (laughs) knew I wasn't a drug dealer, but (laughs) I had a pager back then, you know, just so people could like page me or whatever. I mean, nobody would really, I'd get a few pages, but that was it. You know, we didn't have cell phones back then.
0: What would your parents think? Um, What would they say? I mean, because you're focusing on your business at that moment, right? What was school like? Were you focusing on school and what was it like back home? Or what would your parents say about your
1: hustle? I mean, my mom always knew I was hustling. She knew I was making money because, like, I wasn't the one asking her for money all the mm-hmm. time. You know, I kind of had my own money. And, uh I mean, she knew it. She could tell. But, I mean, obviously, they always try to focus me on school. And that just wasn't my passion. I didn't love it. I didn't enjoy it as much, you know. Yeah. So, I, I coasted through school. I didn't even try hard, to be honest with you. I was a... I was probably like a B student all yeah. the way across the board, but I didn't try at all. I just, I didn't do homework. I would get good grades on tests, but I would like never get scores for homework. Would, half the time I would be like ditching school. I mean, I was a, <laughs> I was a pretty fucked up kid.
0: Oh man. It's so funny, bro. Cause hearing you speak kind of reminds me of me. Uh, other than the hustle. My mind was, I stopped asking my parents for money at the age of 14, but my, I, and it's crazy. What you see and what you surround yourself around is what you tend to do, right? Yeah. So every summer I'd go to the fields and I'd pick tomato. I'd go out and hustle for that. Like I tried to figure out a way to get on, on people's little, what they would call little crews to go out and, and pick tomatoes, right? So I picked tomatoes. I planted tomato plants all summer long and saved up all my money because I wanted the latest Jordans. I wanted the latest, you know, Sean, John, FUBU. There you um, go. I wanted the latest clothing, right? Because I would see my friends and I'm like, and the parents would give them everything. My mom, you know, shout out to my mom, but she worked seven, eight hours, sometimes even 12 hours a day. You know, my dad was a stay at home dad. He had a he, he got a lot of crap for, for staying home and, and, you know, really being there for us, really making sure that we weren't falling into the bad steps or in the bad footsteps and following the bad crowd. He was there for us. But my mom was working intensive hours out there grinding. And I'm just like, dude, like, fuck, like, I need to stop asking my mom for money. Yeah, like, She can't buy me what I want. And I'm going to go out and get it. And I would get a cell phone from Metro for like a month because I ran out of money. And then yeah. I would have it for a month. But then after that, I would just like carry it with me. I'm like, oh, what's your phone number? Oh, like, let me get yours. I'll call you. Yeah. You know, like those type of things. But, but yeah, I wasn't an A student. I was a C student. So you did better than me. Yeah. I would just try to get by. If there was a major project, I would do it. No homework. I wouldn't study. I didn't care about school. Yeah. You know? And but now, I
1: mean, I think the, the the reality is this, is we have to know what we really want to do, right? Yeah. As a kid, I knew I was going to be a business owner, mm-hmm. right? I knew I would get into sales and eventually... Start my own company of some sort. Wow. I, like, I knew when I was a kid I was gonna be in the business. I didn't know what I was gonna do. Yeah. And I did not think at all I was gonna get in the liquor store business mm. or in the grocery business. I said, fuck no, I'm not gonna do that. I mean, especially because when I, even when I graduated high school, I was making big bucks. Like, my first year after high school, I was making like 60 grand, 70 grand, 80 grand. I'm, mean, You know what I mean? Like, yeah. my average for like first four years. Like even with the first year not being a full was like two hundred forty grand for my first four years of working out of high school. Wow, it, so like you know, and, and I was a salesman yeah. like but but the thing is the beauty was is I never sold shit to people that I didn't believe in. I didn't sell shit to shit, I didn't sell shit to people that I didn't buy myself. yeah, like I had the big Hitachi 65 inch TV in my living room, my parents' living room that mm. I paid for. With uh, the um, the Momo sounds like the oh, wow. you know you know what I mean yeah, like yeah, so yeah, the yeah. Um, uh, awesome surround sound Object system out. I yeah. had it and I used all the monster cable I bought the warranty so every single thing that I had I believed in so much that I had it myself it was easy for me to sell it yeah. now some a lot of the other associates that worked at the store when they bought their stuff they didn't buy the high end quality cables they didn't buy the warranty so they didn't even believe it in themselves so they couldn't they could never sell it to somebody and even if they did. It, it didn't come off right. For me, it was easy, yeah. right? So I was always, like, really high with accessory rate and access- and uh, warranties because I believed in it because I saw the value of it, right? I saw the value, so I bought it myself, mm-hmm. you know? So so in sales, it was easy for me, you know? And the other thing is, is I'm not that guy that's going to be like, oh, well, this person's not going to buy shit. You know, I had a guy walk in. I used to work for Circuit City. Walk in and he looked like a child. I helped him out. He ended up being like some Hollywood stunt double that lived in Ojai. And he bought like this. I can't even remember how much it was. It was like $10,000, full system TV surround sound system. And then he paid me like 500 bucks or a G. It's been so long. I can't even remember to go to his house and install it myself. And I was like, sure. And I helped him and sold it. And, and then I showed him how to use it all. And he was so happy. And he gave me a $200 tip on top. So you know what I'm saying? And he even said, he's like, most people like ignore me. You came right up to me. People wait for me to go to them because I just look like somebody who doesn't have money. And I was like, you know what? I'm the same way. Like, I'm a young kid. At that time, I'm, like, 18 years old. Yeah. And I'm like, I go to a dealership. I go somewhere. People ignore me. They're like, this young kid. But they don't know I make more money than some of these people <laughs> that I'm going over to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, not to sound like a dick, but, like, that's fucked up. So I hate when people judge Stereotype people.
0: you really quick. You know what I mean? I think that uh, you touched on something really, really good, though. It's that your personality, you always make people feel good. Yeah. Right? On top of that, you don't judge. You come no. from a place of, like, look, how can I help? What's the value that I can bring to the table to you? From a young kid, it sounds like you wanted to see a lot of people were into music back mm-hmm. then. Oh, I wanted, I want the latest Eminem CD. You're like, how can I add value yeah. by giving it to you before if it's even out?
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. mean and at the end of the day, is I'm giving you a value, and at the same time, as I value my time, yeah. so I'm going to make sure that I get my value too, right? Because it's got to be fair. It has to, you know. So that's one thing that really young I learned that it's all about value, Definitely. right? And uh, and everything is perception. It's perception to value. So some people may say, "Oh, that's expensive," you know. Oh, well, you know what? I can get that twelve pack somewhere at eleven ninety nine instead of twelve ninety nine. Why will I come to you? Why? Because when you come in this in our store, you're gonna feel like family. Our 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 customer service is better. We care about you, and with our reward points, that that actual twelve pack would be way less. You know Damn. what I'm saying? So there's like so many things that we'll deliver to your house. We actually care about our customers, and all of our associates are happy with a smile. So there's a value. Right, and that's what people it. forget. It's it's not price; it's value. Yeah. And if you don't value customer service, and you value the cheapest price, go shop at Walmart. You Definitely. know, we're not for everyone. Do it yeah, exactly. You know, and and that's with any business. Is like if you really want to be good. To your customer, you gotta hire good people. You gotta pay them good, right? If I paid everybody minimum wage, you wouldn't get that same customer service. True. Right? You go to most liquor stores, everyone's getting paid minimum wage or less because they're getting paid cash and they're like, oh well, you're not paying taxes. So <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Right. So so if I gotta pay my people good, yeah. I gotta run a good establishment, you're gonna pay for value. And that's the one thing as a young kid that I learned it's it's about value, not about money. Yeah. You know, that's and, true. And once you put that factor in it, I think it really changes people's minds.
0: Damn, I want to get right, straight into your, your your business and what you're doing and how much you've you're changing the revolution of liquor stores. I actually see your liquor store as like a Starbucks because you come into a Starbucks, how's everyone? Everyone's greeting you, everyone's excited, everyone's like pumped up. I go into a liquor store and I feel like everyone's like slowly dying.
1: Yeah, you know what I
0: mean. Um, but before we even jump into that, I still want to, you know, peel the onion a little bit more. It's, uh, all right. So you're graduating out of high school, correct me if I'm wrong, especially in the Indian family, either you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, you might be a dentist. Um, you're a CPA. What did your parents expect from you after you graduated?
1: Well, you know what? The thing is, is they knew I was going to be into business or sales. I they kinda knew that I wasn't going into college. I I, I fucked around and wasted time going to V C <laughs> and Moor Park College. Yeah. And it, it was cool, you know, I mean you meet some, you cool, ma- me- you meet some cool people. Honestly, for anybody who wants to go to school because they want the education, yeah. to me, the most important thing is networking with people, right? Yeah. I mean, like I'm not a big advocate of go to college or go to school, but if you do, you better fucking go network with people. If you're going to stick in the books and stick to yourselves and not talk to people and build relationships, then fucking stop wasting your money and your time. Yeah, You know what I mean? Especially if it's your parents' money, stop wasting their fucking money mm-hmm. or stop putting debt on yourself unless you're going to actually go out there and network and talk to people. And grow from it, because a lot of the people that are going to school, the, the, the their, their future is probably going to be a little bit brighter because they they want to go to school. Right. Yeah. So. So, yes, the percentage of people that go to school are probably going to be maybe more successful financial as a group. Right. So you want to make sure you surround yourself with a lot of those people and stay in touch with them. Yeah. Right. So I'm not an advocate of not to go to college. But for me, it wasn't the thing. Right. Because mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to be a business owner. I knew going to college wasn't going to be the thing for me. Now, if I went to take specific classes to the specific thing that I wanted to learn for my business, fucking great. That's awesome. But to go to a university to learn a bunch of shit that I'm not going to apply in my life, yes. it wasn't for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I I kind of missed the opportunity of going to college because I didn't get to like really meet a lot of people that were in college at that time. But at the same time, I ended up being being able to build my own little mini empire. Right. Yeah, so yeah. like I was able to focus on my business and I was able to focus on on me. Right. And so I came in there with zero debt. It was easy for me to be. But it wasn't easy, but it was easier because if I had debt coming out of college, I would have been fucked.
0: Yeah. I would I, I had yeah. none of
1: it. Right. And um, and you know what? Honestly, if I even go back, my parents would have paid for college. Right. Like if I originally just went straight to college, my parents would have paid. Mm-hmm. I mean, they paid 10 years for my brother to go to college. I mean, he literally did that Van Wilder party your ass off plan. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm kind of half as jealous for him on Seriously. that. Right?
0: A lot of people that I talk to, that's that's what they say. This uh, I was actually uh, having dinner the other day, and I was talking to this gentleman, older man, and he's like, I was like, man, so you run the successful business. What's one thing that you regret? He's like, not going to college. I'm like, so you regret not going to school? He's like, no, no, no. You're, you're not understanding, Cruz. I'm like, what is it? He's like, I missed a party. party. But he's you like, know, I I can't, I like,
1: But, but, you but know. did you notice I never said I missed the party? Because I probably partied yeah. more in those college years than my wife did, and she went to UCSB. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I was probably partying at her college more than she did. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? That's like, true. So I was, because like, I was a social butterfly. So yeah. I was still, I would still network with people that were going to school. Yeah. I knew people like that were on the Pangoda team, which is the dance team mm. for Indian culture. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would go to a bunch of those parties. I'd go to these parties. I'd go to those. I was at parties. I was at college parties more than college students were, right? And I did that for like 10 years, right? Oh, so, so it wasn't yeah, just like a four-year plan. Yeah, I didn't, miss, didn't out miss out on the party, <laughs> not at all. Like, I did my share of
0: partying Oh, man. All right, let's 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 get back on track with this. So, all right, so your parents didn't expect you, you know, they kind of knew where you were going. They kind of knew that you were going through the route of, hey, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to kind of do something. I'm going to build my own empire, okay? So what was that transition from college, I mean, from high school, right? before you started your business? What were you doing within that time frame?
1: So I was, like I told you, I was working at Circuit City for about four years. Mm-hmm. And then after Circuit City, I actually, while I was working at Circuit City, first it used to be where the Staples is in Pacific View Mall. That yeah. used to be like where it was. And then um, we moved to Oxnard, uh, right next to Home Depot. Yeah. So you know where, where the Staples is now in... In Oxnard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So it was right. I think it was right next door, but it was right there. Right. Is where the Circuit City was. So I worked there for a little bit. And then at the same time, I ended up getting uh, a wet and reckless. So it was like I wasn't supposed to be driving. Mm-hmm. My brother was supposed to be driving. He got hammered. Right. So right when I saw he got hammered, I stopped drinking. Right, and so then we're at the end of the day. I dropped everybody off. Right, I was uh 20 at the time. Oh shit! So so I'm 20 at the time, and I'm driving. I dropped everybody off, bringing my brother home, and he was arguing with me, and he was drunk, and I got pissed off at him, and I was just I started hitting the gas, and I turned. So when I hit the gas and I turned, and my car was like. Like no door handles, nothing like a souped-up little Acura TL that looked like a sports car, right? Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Like I put all this money into it, had like four 12-inch subs in it because I got that. That was, that was a,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I, the thing back then, though, right?
1: Yeah, and and I had that Circuit City discount. You know what I mean? 65 off speakers. Dude, you remind me of
0: my brother, Matt.
1: <laughs> I had like this like ten thousand dollar system in my car that I only <laughs> pay like two grand for. You oh, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So so it was easy. I'm like, oh, boom, I did it. And then I'm driving. I'm bumping the music. All of a sudden, the lights come on. I'm Ooh. like, fuck. So I mean, I wasn't in, like totally intoxicated, but I shouldn't have been driving. But it was better me driving than him. And at the time, we didn't have Uber. And I ain't about to call my mom. Or You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I was stupid. I should have called somebody or just done it. Stayed
0: there or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I ended up, it was like a 0.06 or something. So it was under the legal limit. I knew I was like, Physically Impaired to drive I knew it in my head But I shouldn't have done it anyways Right
0: What was, what was going through your mind at that moment When I got pulled over, you got pulled over. Fuck
1: <laughs> Right <laughs> Funny story though Right Funny story right I get, I'm getting pulled over The yeah. cop's behind me And I get so nervous I hit the curb <laughs> Right I'm just so nervous Right I hit the curb While yeah. I'm pulling over And he's like Damn this guy's drunk So he pulls over My brother is drunk off his ass, right? He's yelling out, Rodney King, Rodney King, (laughs) Rodney King. I'm like, what the... I'm like, shut up. Walk your ass home. And we literally got pulled over right in front of the house. If you hear anybody talking oh, about a DUI shit. story, they're like, yeah, you know, it always happens right in front of the house. So so I ended up like, I'm like, he was just being drunk. I'm like, officer, let him go home. He went home and he's like, have you been drinking? I said, yes, sir. You know, my brother was supposed to drive, but as you can see, he can't really drive. He can't even walk. So, you know, I drove and I did have a few drinks. Yeah. And uh, because I was under 21, my birthday was in a couple of months. I got a a wet and reckless, which means it's it's not a DUI, but it's like underneath it. It's like an infraction, Mm -hmm. but I still lost my license for a while and... At that point, I was having a lot of friction with the parents because, you know, obviously I'm an idiot. I shouldn't mm-hmm. have done that. You know, I should have thought better. I could have killed myself. Obviously, like these are things are like true shit. Like, happen, yeah. like uh, now looking back at it, it was stupid for me to do that. Right. Now, yeah. I mean, luckily, now you got Uber and shit. You know what I mean? You got so many different options. Leave your car there. Who cares? Yeah. Right. I mean, just crash at a friend's house. Who cares? But, you know, I was stupid. I, I made a mistake and I admit to it. But, you know, going back to it, like it, that whole incident causing more friction with the household mm-hmm. and then obviously not even being able to drive. And then I got one of those permits to drive back and forth to work. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I, I don't want to deal with this. I'm a man. You know what I mean? I'm a man. I ain't going to deal this. with my mom and dad giving me shit. So I ended up moving to San Diego with my brother. Okay. So I lived out there with him. For a few months, and that didn't work out Was great. this
0: Was this around the same time frame at, uh, at the age of 20 when you said, you know what, I'm, I'm leaving, or was this after, yeah, like, 21? That, that or... was
1: 20, yeah. Okay. yeah. like, so I'm out, Dad.
0: There's... I'm shutting the door, and I'm not walking back in.
1: Yeah. So then I go there, and I, I lived with him for a couple of months, and that didn't work out too well. You know, yeah. two brothers in the same house. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, me and my brother are really close in age, and we've always, like, you know, you, all of our younger Years We always had a little bit of friction. There's always, you know, brother, brotherly love, but brotherly fights and yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So anyways, and I, I end up coming back. And uh, when I come back, I started working for a wireless company. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Best Buys, there was this wireless company. So I worked for them. And then that company um, saw what I was doing out here. My manager was having me as his assistant manager, even though I wasn't his assistant. So I started helping him run his territory. When his manager saw that I was killing it for him, she moved me to the worst market in the in the nation, which was San Diego. So then I moved back to San Diego right back to it with my brother again. And then I start running the market. And then I hire my brother on under my team too, because he's a good salesperson too and then um i literally built that that market from first in the, the last in the nation to first in the nation in like 3 months oh, but shit. that that was because i still had that hard work that dedication that my parents had right i saw them work hard so it was easy for me to work for somebody else and act like it was my own business cuz i only truly knew how to treat Anyone's business because I thought that's how you do it. Yeah. So it was like internally green that you just bust your ass. Mm-hmm. So I would work 100, 120 hours a week. So one time my mom came and visited and I had black eyes because I just would to sleep. She started crying. Like, what the? F-? She's like, what the fuck? You don't sleep. I was like, mom, you don't know how bad this market is. I need to turn it around. Wow. So I'm working my ass off turning it around, right? And then every once in a while, we go to Mexico. You know what I mean? I mean you in San Diego, come on, why, baby. Why not, Papas in right? <laughs> me, we need to go to those phone parties. We got to have a good time, right? right? We'll, like,
0: on, we're making good money. You know, we got to. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, so we, we was doing it. We had a good time, too, you know, on the weekend, like on a Saturday night. Every yeah. Saturday, we'd be out there. You know, and then Sunday, I'd, I, I wouldn't go. I Sunday was like my day off, right? So, but I still worked. You know, I, I, I made it like my, um, you know, paperwork day, whatnot. Definitely. So long story short, I built that market to last to number one in the nation in three months. And then all of a sudden, I get a phone call from uh, let's, let's the manager. Pause there. Let's yeah.
0: pause right there before you talk about that phone call. What was your mindset through that process? Did you ever think like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go back home or I'm going to, you know, I'm gonna quit this job. I'm gonna start my own business. I run this thing like my own business. No,
1: no. No. At that time, at that time, I was just enjoying what I was doing. Yeah, and I was running it like my own business because I was my own boss, Mm -hmm. right? Because my boss never called me. My boss never bugged me. My numbers were so good, nobody would fucking bother me, Mm -hmm. right? So I was. It was like my own business. And I was making good money, and then that the last two months was when I started making more money, and that third month was when I was supposed to hit like, like well over like a 112 k, for you know for twenty what was I? I was twenty, twenty years old or some twenty one years old or something like that. Like I was young, and um, and then basically, long story short, I was like, I, I get this phone call and I'm like. I'm like, hey, what's up? And then uh, my manager goes, um, hey, just to let you know, our contract didn't get renewed. You, we no longer have a job in in these Best Buys, because Best Buy took over their own cell phone department. Damn, I was I was pissed off, man. Like when you bust your ass that hard, uh, and then that happened, and then all of the Best Buy managers started recruiting me to make me a manager for Best Buy in San Diego. Oh, damn. And I'm like, you know what, I I don't I don't want to do it. I just you know what I mean? This was that experience working for a corporation that like to me, it fucked me, especially when I found out that they knew when I moved down to San Diego that their contract wasn't getting renewed. And they never told me
0: what was going through your mind.
1: I was like, I got fucked. Right. I'm not going to let somebody fuck me. Right. And then I was like, at that time, I was almost in like a mini depression. You know, when you work your ass off and Hell you're just yeah. like, I was sad. I was fucking infuriated.
0: Especially, especially when you're building someone, someone else's dream, but you're still running like if it was your own thing. 100%. You know what I mean? Like you're putting this, this crazy amount of hours, yeah. you know, spending time running around, stressed out, putting stress on your body, putting stress on yourself, on your family, people around you. And this happens.
1: Yeah. It sucks. It does. But but let me go back at something, right? I don't, I think if you ever want to own your own business, if somebody has a dream of owning their own business, never treat a job as a job. Treat it mm. like your own business. Because the thing is, is you can't just snap and all of a sudden be able to work 90 hours a week. You can't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like if you're willing to bust your ass for somebody else and work harder like it's your own business, A, they're going to take care of you. And then when it's time for you to move on and start your own business, you already have the work ethic. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Americans, we're fucking lazy. We're fucking lazy pieces of shit. We talk trash to everybody because, oh, I uh, had a busy day. I worked eight hours. I worked nine hours. I'm so tired. Don't go fuck off. Right? Like that's, the thing is this, is now don't get me wrong. If If you're happy with yeah. working eight hours a day, right, and the life you have, great. But if you're going to sit and complain about your life and then complain about working eight hours a day, go fuck yourself. I don't want to hear your shit.
0: Yep. Right. I I hate negativity.
1: I hate people talking trash about their job. If you don't fucking like your job, go fucking quit. Simple. Done.
0: No one's holding a gun to you saying, come to work, spend eight hours here miserably. But then you think about it, it's like, dude, did you really work eight hours or did you spend four hours on Freaking shopping on Amazon, the other three hours, freaking playing with your fingers. True. And then saying in the next hour and a half, I'm really going to work and get everything that I need to get done. And then you get home and you're like, oh, my God, I had a busy day. What is busy? Busy yeah. compared to what?
1: I agree. I agree 100%. You know I mean? So I, I just think is creating. I don't regret what I did for the mm-hmm. company because if I hadn't done that, yeah. I wouldn't be ready for my next, next step in life. Yeah. So...
0: Immediately when that happened, you know, you, you mentioned you were in a mini depression. I was. What was
1: going through your mind? Why me? Mm-hmm. Like, why Why did this happen to me? Why Why did they do this to me? And I was just kind of like, this is bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was like, fuck, this is just, it's not fair. And, and it, it was probably a good couple weeks I was just like I, I was down you know what I mean it was yeah. like a mini depression it wasn't like I wasn't like fully depressed I was just I was sad I was just sad because I'm like I did did work my ass off and for what you know what I mean it, it, it kind of it hurt a little bit you yeah, know because yeah. I put my heart in it and on the other side they didn't even tell me ahead of time
0: and where's that transparency I like, dude, like not but, even try to save you it but, didn't even sound like that.
1: But but from now I look back, I'm happy they didn't because it, it created even more work ethic for yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I treated it like my own. You know what I mean? Because I was driving literally from San Ch- Ch- I call it Chula Mexico, right? <laughs> Chula Vista, right? Back to Irvine <laughs> to Murrieta, right? Yeah. I mean, my territory was massive. So a lot of times I spent on the in the car wear and tear on my car. And I, but I loved it. You know what I mean? Like while I was in my car, I would be like doing phone interviews. Like I scheduled four phone interviews while I was driving, so that then I could say who's good, right? So I, I utilized my time well. Back yeah. then, there was no podcast to listen to. It was like pretty much try to jump on the phone and, you know, do all that. So, so you know, the whole experience was great for me, mm-hmm. like looking back at it now. So I'm happy it happened. But, you know, I, I did go through that mini depression. I was kind of sad. And then I come home and the parents are just like, yo, you're just sitting around right now. Like, you know, why don't you go check up on the store? Because at the time, the store wasn't doing that great. Yeah. I mean, it was doing really shitty you know, really, really fucking shitty. And um, this is your dad's store, right? Yeah. So at that time, my dad had other stores and other properties and whatnot. But he had this store and he had a manager in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and long story short, I walked in the store and, um, things just weren't happening right the way that they should have been. You yeah, know, I yeah. uh, won't we'll get into too many details on that, mm-hmm. but uh, they just weren't happening right. And I saw it, you know, I felt it in my gut. I have a good gut instinct and there's just, just something about it, you know. You know, when an employee is is, t- employee is telling me to go in the cooler, I'm like, no, fuck you. You go in the cooler. <laughs> like, there's a reason you want me off this register. Yeah. You know what I mean? In in the stores, the sales are shit. The no profitability at that moment. And I'm like, there's something wrong. And long story short, so, I just. Uh, so
0: the first day that you walked in there, right?
1: It, it was like within the first like week.
0: And then you get back home and you're like, all right, I'm going to turn this shit around.
1: You know what? And I'm like, you know, I'm going to turn it around for my parents. Yeah. Right? I'm gonna just help them out while I'm in between jobs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? I'll, I'll just help them out and uh, and build the business up. So, so, I, so,
0: so you were working there and working another job? No, I at, th- at
1: that time I wasn't even working. You know, I had some savings already. You know,
0: yeah,
1: a little bit. Um, I mean, not a ton because I only worked for three months, and then I had the dy and all those expenses and everything. So it was, yeah, you know what I mean. It was, I had a little bit of savings, <laughs> not a lot. You know, like yeah, yeah, like yeah. five grand, maybe. And then, uh, and then I had a credit card I could max out, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they give me $2,000 limit. okay! Yeah. Um, so I'm just working at the store and, yeah. um, you know, I, I ended up, uh, long story short, the funny part is he saw I wasn't letting him do what he wanted and he's no longer part of the store. He, he left on his own mm-hmm. uh, literally the next day because he knew I knew and blah, blah, blah. So long story short, he's gone and um, all of a sudden like immediately the store still goes up a little bit. <laughs> like, like not a lot, Auto but a little bit. It, and You're yeah, just yeah. like, okay, there's an issue, right? That yeah. makes sense. Um, and then me being in there versus somebody who's, who doesn't really care about the business, I built it up. You know, it was doing like, like 28, 30K a month at that time, like probably 27. And then I built it up to like 30, 35, 40, 50, 60, 70. And then my dad's like, damn, you're doing a good job. I was like, yeah, but you better find somebody to run it because I'm going to go get a job because this store is not capable of paying me what I'm worth. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's true. That's like, you know, like I can't I need to build my future. I need to go get a job. Right. Because I'm not looking for a handout or anything. Right. So
0: so even even then you were still thinking employee mindset, even then you were still thinking employee mindset. Right. Like saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to go and find a job. Because because it sounds like you were still thinking that way I, instead I, of saying, I'm going to build a business.
1: I was because at the time, honestly, uh, entrepreneurship wasn't as easy as it is now. Yeah. Now you can fucking make... The, the advantage people have now of making a business is fucking unbelievable. You can go make 200K a year at fucking 19 years old right now yeah. if you fucking are willing to put in the work ethic. But mm-hmm. some people, they, they had they, they put in the talk, but they don't put in the work ethic. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if, you're, if you care about something so much, you better be passionate enough to put in the work. Hell, yeah. Put in the time. Put in the grind. You know, mm-hmm. like the conversation you, and, you we were having earlier. Yeah. You want to do your podcast, right? You don't have a place to do it. You <laughs> fucking end up doing it in a goddamn car, right? <laughs> I mean, you have yeah. to have that type of mentality. Yeah. No fucking excuses.
0: No. Right? I, I have a saying. No excuses, only solutions. That's Hell the way it yeah. should be, man. Because I think a lot of people nowadays try to find a way to get out of what they need to do. Like they know, here's the thing though, no one needs to listen to these motivational speakers, no one needs to listen to any of this shit, you know why? Because we have it between our ears. Everything we know, everything we need to know what to do and how to do it, it's right here, it's in our mind, it's in our brain, right? So if if you say, you know what, I want to start a YouTube channel. But I don't have a camera. Dude, you have a fucking cell phone, don't
1: you? 100%. Yeah, It's can, a 4K. I mean, if, it's, if it's a fairly new, it's 4K yeah. too. Like, it's high definition. The, the crazy yeah. thing is yeah. all these
0: kids now have like these all fancy phones, right? You can do it there. Hey, yeah. you know what? I want to start a business. Okay. What do you want to do? I want to do this. Okay. How do I do it? Dude, you, go, you can jump on social media and ask questions to all these people that are already doing it. And they're more than happy to help out. I'm more than happy to help out if someone wants to learn how to do a podcast.
1: Yeah. And I'm still learning hundred percent. You know what it, I mean? It, and that's the thing is, is people need to be resourceful. Oh, man. You know, when, when I want to do anything or if I want to build a relationship with somebody, I just fucking reach out. Social yeah. media is easy. It's easy. Look, before you even fucking reach out, go on their fucking IG. Like, literally hack it. You go on there and you talk to them. You like their comments. You make comments. You let them know that you're watching their shit for a good fucking 30 days and then drop in their DM be like, I love what you're doing. I'd really like to have you on my podcast, or I'd like to pick your brain. You know what I mean? I mean, like it's fucking easy. Like you, anybody who hits me up in my DMs say, "Hey, I want I want to do a podcast with you," or "Hey, you know I I have a question." I fucking respond. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, especially give if give the thing is is I'm a big person about giving value, right? So like. Obviously, like my, my really good relationship with Rico started, you know, when I, we met each other and I was like, I like this dude. Like I would always be on his page, liking his shit, like making a comment. And I did genuinely like it. Yeah, so yeah. all genuine comments and be like, yo, this is dope. Um... And um, you know, Rob and Laura, right? Mm-hmm. Right, they're local, local celebrities doing all kinds of fun videos yeah, and share. Yeah, they're yeah. dope. I love them. So I love how much he loves her and how much passion he has for her. I'm like, this is beautiful. You know, being a married man, sometimes, you know, and I've been with my wife for 20 years, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. it's like one of those things, like you're just like, fuck, this is nice, this is beautiful. I want to be around this. Mm-hmm. Like, I like what you're doing, I want to be around it. So if you like a business person, you like what they're doing, try to be around them. Yeah, fucking be like, let me go, like, can I buy you lunch? I just want to pick your brain. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. mean, and the funny part is that time's worth more than the lunch you're buying that person, yeah. but at the same time, is this the other person like, okay, cool, like, like, all right, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people, people might, you know, and if they don't fucking hit up 10 people out of the 10, at least two people are going to say yes.
0: Numbers game. 100%. It's a numbers game.
1: Everything's a numbers game.
0: Man, you're a salesperson.
1: 100%. <laughs> Bro, I don't care, oh, like, I, but I'm a genuine salesperson. Yeah. I can never sell something I don't believe in. Yep. And the thing is, is even if I don't like a, a product, I don't have a problem selling it as long as I know you're going to like it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So I'm not like, I'm not so far off where I have to love the product. I have to believe that product is the right product for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's simple as that. It's, it's fucking like matchmaking. It's like people and products. Like you're Damn. a matchmaker.
0: That's it. That's it. That's it. Damn. That's, that's good. That's really good. Damn. How do we get deviated from, like, what we were asking you and, like...
1: Bro, we're just, I, it's the brew, having a good time. This. I love this. That's what it's it. about. That's what Definitely. I love podcasts.
0: All right. So let's bring it back. All right. So you're you at the store now, right? Yeah. You're running the store. You're, it's profitable. It's making money. You're like, Dad, this is your store. I need yeah. to go out and create my own shit.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go get a job now. Yeah. Like, I need to do this. My dad's like, uh-uh. You ain't going. You need to stay here. I'm like, Dad, like, the store is... Not, even right now that it's profitable, it's very low profit, right? Because the way you break it down is there's a lot of business owners. Mm -hmm. They say, oh, well, I made um, this much money. I made this much profit. The thing is, is profit comes after you paying your hours, Mm -hmm. right? And that's where they fucking forget. So somebody goes to me, hey, I made 50K as profit. I'm like, no, you didn't. You made 10k because 40k would have been your salary. Yeah. Right. So I, I really understood that. So I'm looking at the weight, that how much profit there is. It's not enough to even pay me, let alone the store. But then at that point, my dad's like, "Hey, what if I sold it to you?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't have money to buy it." Right. Yeah. So I'm like, "How can I purchase a store?" And I got like five grand in my in my account, <laughs> and I probably have a thousand dollars that I got to pay my. Car payment, and then I still got payments left for my damn DUI because I was an idiot, right? <laughs> so I'm like, how I, I can't afford it. And my dad gave me a proposition, and he was just like, look, you know, son, if you pay me seven grand a month
0: mm-hmm.
1: for 10 years, yeah. then all of a sudden, like, it'll be yours after 10 years. So, I mean, the total came out to like 840 grand after 10 years, mm-hmm. but like, otherwise, I would have never had that opportunity. Yeah. Like, it was a beautiful opportunity for me to get into my own business without putting any money in. I mean, there was a cost to it. My life changed. My lifestyle changed. Mm -hmm. I wasn't capable of spending money doing the things that I used to be doing because I'm not making as much money and I'm working twice as hard.
0: Damn.
1: Right. But Mm -hmm. it was something for my future, something to build up and it grew from there. Right. So, so that's basically how I got into, into the liquor store business and uh, I just loved being around people. So it wasn't hard. It wasn't something I hated. Yeah. I just didn't like the amount of money I was making at the time versus me working somewhere else.
0: Definitely. All right. So now you're building the business, right? Which a lot of people would have just said, you know what, Dad? Like, this is not mine. This is yours. I don't, I don't want anything to do with it. And I meet a lot of people like that. But you take the opportunity. You say, you know what, Dad? Screw it. I'll buy it off of you. Ten years later, you buy it off. Now you start thinking, okay, how can I change this? Right. Yeah. Because your liquor store is not a typical liquor store. Your, typ- no. your store is more of an experience, more yeah. of like, you know what? This is what I want to do. And this is how I'm going to make it happen. Right. So this is a double, double uh, sided question. So you're building your business. Right. How did you manage to stay focused in your business? Because, for example, in today's world, right, we have what's called the shiny, uh, the shiny syndrome. Right? Yeah. So we see a, a shiny object and we want to go towards that. Yeah. Hey, here's how you're going to get, you know, here's how you're going to make $100,000 quick. Yeah. Jump on it on Instagram, social media, all these things. How did you manage to say, you know, focus? Were there ever opportunities to say, you know what, dad, screw this door? I'm going to go and do this?
1: No, because at the time I committed myself, right? Mm-hmm. Once I committed myself and said I was going to do it, I was committed to it, right? So I'm going to move forward with this. Yeah. So that was one big thing, right, for me, is, is like if I say, hey, I'm going to do something, I just do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew it was going to be a battle, right, a building a business. And, and the thing is, is my dad's old school, right? So it's like he put me in the business, but he didn't, like, he just kind of threw me in the business, yeah. right? It was like, and then, like, if he would try to, teach me, if I asked him to teach me something, it was difficult because like for his to teach his son, it was really hard, Mm. right? It's like if he sat and had a conversation with you, his facial expressions would be very open. He talks to me, they're very closed. His Mm. eyebrows are down. He's looking at me with judgment, Yeah. right? So that was one of the things that was really hard on me. Because he was very judgmental towards me. Before I even spoke, he was already negative towards what I was speaking about.
0: Damn.
1: Right? So that was really hard for me. So my relationship with my dad was really tough. Mm -hmm. Right? With my mom, it was open. Yeah. It was very open. With my dad, it was really hard. But let alone, like, we were at, like, Father's Day dinner with my dad and my cousin and me. And when my cousin talks, he's like this. When I talk, he's like this. So it's something to do with maybe him growing up and not really having his parents around or yeah. whatever it is, right? It was one of those things that was was always like, it was hard on me growing up like in the business because I didn't have that advisor that I needed because I was too stupid to just cough it up and be like, okay, let me just listen anyways even though he's being negative towards me Right, I couldn't learn from him because I was not allowing myself to learn from him because of his actions. It was my fault because I could have learned more from him, yeah, so I learned a lot of stuff by failing mm. right, so I kind of got thrown in the business, and i it was hard for me to deal with him like on a business level because it was just like I always felt like you know there was that negativity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, like to me,
0: do you ever think like he had just high expectations from you.
1: I, I don't it's I, I don't know I, I. if I had the answer I would tell you yeah. I don't know right all I know is that it, it, I don't even know if it was high expectations mm-hmm. because like even if even years back like I'm doing like you know like at this point in my life in my 30s I'm a millionaire and it's like I'm still and other people are doing not as good as me but he still has that same I, like he looks at them differently than me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it how was you, one of those. How do you feel about that? Um, it's, it's always been tough. Right. But the thing is at the end of the day is it's realizing some shit, right? Yeah. Once you realize it, then you got to try to control it and you got to be like, you know what, you know, th- and then it comes to a point where sometimes it's like enough is enough. Like, all right, I don't need that negativity. So I'm going to avoid having those conversations. Let's just talk about something fun. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Right. And then it's it. So. So for me, it was like the biggest thing was is like me realizing within myself, what do I need to do? What's best for me? Mm -hmm. You know, so later on in the business, I kind of didn't even ask him anything and I would ask other people. So my brother in law, the ones from that's from Vegas, his name's Rupi Chima. I mean, he's doing some crazy stuff and like I can't wait to I'm actually have him on my podcast. And uh, he literally went from kid who lost his dad. To move into Vegas on debt, building a million dollar business, multi-million dollar business, losing it all in 2008. And now he's a multimillionaire again. Damn. Right. His car has like over a million dollars in just cars right now. Right. So it's like so for someone like him to do that, it's just it, it shows you that sometimes you just need to be like you can't look at what's not perfect in your life. You need to work on the things that you need. You know you need to work on. You know what I'm saying. You just got to get out and do it. So then I just said, "Fuck it, I'm going to do it." And there was a lot of things that I fucked up on. Like I care about people so much. I was always like, "Oh, let me get people the like good deals at the store." But I never really understood the business of a liquor store. Mm -hmm. I I understood people, customer service, excitement, promoting, marketing. I was on Facebook doing stuff. And I used to listen to uh, uh, Gary V on Wine Library. Mm -hmm. Right. So his videos on Wine Library and I fucking love them. And like he was talking about like, yo, I'm like this. This fucking wine tastes like a fucking racquetball. And I'm like, what the fuck? I just love the way he talks about wine, right? So then I started, I drank that wine. I'm like, oh, I see what he's saying. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was kind of weird, but it was cool. So then I started doing my little videos on beer because I liked kind of how he was just, he wasn't about, yo, this this color is quite amber, it's quite (laughs) delicious. You know, on that note, let's take a little sip right now. But, you know, I, and I loved what he was doing. So then I started doing those little videos yeah. that started getting some steam, started building the social media, and then I started, you know, like collaborating with a lot of people and building the business, right? So that all happened. But in that whole process, my wife came on board and helped me a lot with the business. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of time in my business where the financial, she's the, she's the backbone of the business. Like she's the financial genius. She understands it. And she would sit there and on Excel sheets and break shit down for me. And I'm like, fuck. Like I would be like, oh, we can't do that. We're gonna lose these many customers. And then she did it. She's like, okay, you lost that many customers, but now you're making this much more. Here's your rate of return on right? that. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, oh, now you're actually making a profit where you're not having to borrow money from your mama. You know what I mean? <laughs> and a shout out to my mama. Like I would literally call my mama, be like, Mom, I need like ten grand to keep this boat afloat. You know? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to my mom happy. Shout out to her. Yeah. Is that what you got the name? You know, happy, yeah. happy place. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She's my happy
0: place. So so that means a lot to you. Haunted. I can see it. Yeah. Uh, damn. Shout out to her. Shout out to your place, bro. I, I Honestly, like I said, it, it feels... By the way, I'm getting teared-eyed. I don't even know. Like, it's it's crazy just the emotion you're exuding right now. But... Oh, man. That's not my train of thought. Yeah. Dude, it's crazy. But, no,
1: she's just... She's an amazing woman, and uh, she, she held it down for me. She's my uh, backbone. Uh, she made me the person who I am today. She gave me the confidence that that I needed, and um, made me feel unstoppable. Like she was my biggest cheerleader. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. and uh, and it was just like it was at a point where I'm like, look, I I want to. I'm getting ready to open a second location soon, um, and uh, I can't call it Sam's koi Liquor. Yeah. Right, first of all, there's a Sam's on every corner. There's a mm-hmm. Sam's saloon. There's a Sam's bar. There's a Sam's this there's everywhere. Sam's liquor there. There's Sam's liquor in Van Nuys. You know what I, feel I mean? Like everyone's Sam. So exactly right, and and then uh, actually, you know, uh, one of my buddies, his name is Sam, and he owns like twenty seven liquor stores. Right, <laughs> so I was just like, you know what, you know, uh, I need to, I need to go ahead and and change it and turn it into a brand that I can duplicate. Yeah. Right, because I don't want to just Buy another store. I want to create another store, and I want to create this same vibe, this same energy. So taking a very successful business and changing the name is like something people say that's stupid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, why would you change the name of something that's like, like crushing it? Yeah. Um. So yeah, shout out, shout out to Gary V. If you haven't read Crushing It, you know. By the yeah. way, that's a great that book. Yeah, 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 he's yeah, dope. Yeah. I love, I love watching his shit. I mean, you know, he he says some real fucking shit. Some it's,
0: pe- it's some real like raw shit. It's raw. You know?
1: it's, it's it's the truth. It's the truth. No sugarcoat. No. Nope. Just straight up. He just
0: fucking and that's the thing. And go back to everything. This yeah. guy just literally pops the camera on and just talks out of his ass. Yeah. But real shit. Yeah. Things he doesn't badly. talk
1: out of his ass. He talks. He talks exactly about what he knows, and he doesn't worry about shit. Yeah. Like if we sat down here and you started asking me about politics, I would tell you I have fucking no idea. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think I get a lot of my, like, some other traits that I learned naturally just by listening to him because I agree with him. Mm-hmm. So when people start talking about, like, you, you get me in a room, I'll just shut the fuck up because people are like, damn, Sky talks a lot, but he's fucking quiet. I'm like, Because I have no idea what the fuck you guys are talking about. Yeah. You guys are going back and forth like you're experts. I have no idea, so I'm just going to shut the fuck up.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And, and politics is one of those things that it's a touchy subject. You know oh, what yeah, I'm saying? Definitely. It's, it's like, all- I have
0: no idea about politics, bro.
1: I, I, mean, Zero. I mean, I mean, I follow it enough to have my own opinion, but I'm not an expert, so I'm just going to shut the fuck up about it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I ask questions. That's why it. Why do you like them? Yeah.
0: Why, why do, do you, you hate them? Yeah,
1: exactly. You know? That's it. That's it. Like I, I try to keep it simple. I, I stick in my lane. I, you know, I know business. I know people. I know sales. <laughs> that's and it. That's what I love. I know marketing. Uh, you yeah. know, that's a passion of mine, and that's kind of why I started the new marketing company and yeah. uh, management company. So
0: out of out of everything that you've done, I kind of want to just bring a full circle back to your business because there are a lot of people that get distracted. Yeah. Right? We were talking with Johnny. And here's why I'm asking this because Johnny and I literally had a conversation today. Johnny Mercado. Johnny Mercado. My brother. That's my man. Johnny, if you're listening to this, shout out to you, brother. Hell
1: yeah. Shout out to Rico J.
0: You That's, already know what it is. Right?
1: <laughs> That's the
0: one. We were talking about it, and you know, we had like a really, really deep conversation about something that's going on in his life, something that's going on in my life, and we talked about how do you manage to stay focused. And I was like, dude, you just gave me a good question to ask, Sky. What's that? And here's why: because you've managed. How long have you been doing this for, with your with your uh, liquor store for fifteen years plus, right?
1: Fifteen years now. Let's see. Yeah, say, I think this is my fifteenth year. Okay. So I don't know the exact break time. I want to say that I'm on my 15th year. I'm actually, I think I'm probably 14 years and eight months. Let's say 15, yeah.
0: 15. So how did you manage to stay focused on that? Because, I mean, now you have all these other endeavors, right? Now you have the marketing agency. You own an Airbnb. You do this. You do that. You're a part of the community. You're involved. you're, You're speaking at events. But how did, before all that came... How did you manage to stay focused for 15 years?
1: See, the thing is, is I knew I had to, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing is, is my business at the time wasn't ready for me to be able to focus on anything else. Mm. So I knew that. And um, and then I, I probably started the bloody cure a little early. So I started bloody cure five 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 and a half years ago. almost. Mm-hmm. So at that time, I had to step away from the business and I had employees.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Um, at that point, I had actually, um, do you know, you know Diego Rodriguez, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. My brother, right there. Love mm-hmm. that motherfucker to the heart. Um, his sister was actually running my store at the time. <laughs> uh, Denelli shout out to Danelli. Shout out to her. Uh, she, she, because it was a trustworthy person that I knew that was in the business. Yeah. I was able to step out and start running the bloody cure and building that brand, right? Yeah. So me and Mambo created that, and it was something I knew it was the right time because there was a need for it, right? So me and Mamba would always be mixing up drinks and we're like, ah, we don't like these. We don't like this. Let's try to, you know, let's see if there's a good one out there. Went out and bought like 28 different mixes and me and him tried them all. We're like, none of these are good. This one's okay. This one's okay. None of them are great. So yeah. then we said, fuck it. Let's try to make our own. We just both look at each other and we're like, let's do it. So we just started after work. He got off of Q1047. Now it's Q959. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rico Mamba Morning Show. We'd get together. We'd mix it up. And me and him just fucking came up with some dope shit, you know what I'm saying? And we're like, "Fuck, this is it." So then, uh, long story short, we launch it. And then um, I have a big connect with uh, CBF Productions. I do Winter Wine Walk, Champagne on Wayne, Winter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's uh, what the Winter Wine Walk is coming up December seventh. Dude, how, oh, Okay, so,
0: I, I'm probably asking these questions off off air because it, I it's so impressive to see how your skills as a child are still with you as an adult and how you build connections with pretty much everyone Everybody. from different industries.
1: Hey, I think the biggest thing is, is I'm always willing to give more value to you or anybody before they give me any value. Yeah. I'm fucking fine with it, right? I've always been fine with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and the thing is this is I, I think the, pro- the thing is, is I'm so confident in myself that I don't need anybody else To make me feel more confident, Mm. right? So I'm willing to compliment somebody on something I like, right? If I like somebody's shirt, I'm be like, "Fuck, that's a sick ass shirt," right? If I like somebody, I like something they said. I'm a fucking like repost it. I don't give a fuck, like, like I'm just like, if I can add value in your life with if it's appreciation because we all want to be appreciated, right? Everybody does. So I'm willing to do that honestly, and I know it's it's a great. Deed to do It's gonna put a smile On your face So if I could put a smile On somebody's face Before it was just Walking down the street I smiled just so Somebody else smiled yes. I just wanted to Give them to smile Right and, and that's how I am I just want joy wow. So if I can do anything To help somebody I'm always willing to do it As long as it doesn't hurt me Right I mean if something's like I post something, all right, it took me like five minutes, great, whatever, I did it, yeah, no big deal. Now, if I have to go out of my way like, like a lot of hours, it's going to be for my boys, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? For any of my boys, like I'll fucking do anything, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but other than that, like, you know, it's something that I did get from a, a child, it's something I always had, mm-hmm. it was naturally me, so what's beautiful is that I can be naturally me and I, I, I recommend every single person, whatever you do, be naturally you. Yeah. Right. And if you're not the person you want to be, you can change. Yep. But but make that change and then become naturally the person you want to be. Yeah. You know, I was listening to a podcast and somebody said, "I do things today to to impress the person I want to be tomorrow." Wow. Right. That's. that's I awesome. was like, wow. Actually, those weren't the exact words, so I think I just made them sound a little bit better. That sounds good. Right? But but it was that concept, and I was like, fuck, that's dope. Yeah. Right? That's really dope. It reminds Actually, me. Actually, I think it was on one of your podcasts. Really? I think you were interviewing a girl. Jackie. Jackie. Fuck. Yes. Shout out to Jackie. Jackie Sanchez is That was Jackie. She, it. she yeah. killed it. And I was like, oh fuck. I love that. Like it was like it was something in that line. It's like, who's your higher you, right? It's like,
0: here's, here's one thing that me and Jackie talked about. It was, um, if I died today, right? And I went to heaven and God said, hey, meet your better version of you. Yeah. Right? My goal is to say, I look at that foo and say, we look the same, right? The best version. I want to be social. I want to be positive i want to create value i want to like do amazing things i want to impact the world i want to touch a million people that's one of my goals that's touch a million people whether through uh podcast through youtube 100 you know personally contacting yeah. them i want to touch a million people that's yeah. one of my goals by within the next five years
1: you're gonna get it you might get it with the next 12 2020 baby
0: that's
1: and that's funny it, and, out of all people that was one of the all of the podcasts I've listened to, yeah. that was one of those things that was my aha moment. Mm. Like I was like, I was really, I was really glad that we met and yeah. then we talked and then I jumped on your podcast and I was like, yeah, shit, I actually listened to all your shit already. You
0: did. Thank I, was like, you, I
1: was like, come out with some more, you know? <laughs> and that actually one, it was funny, that was actually your podcast. Then I was like, fuck, I really like what Jackie said. Yeah. Like, it was just about like, like, I mean, obviously you want to always make a better version of like, you know, you want to improve every day. All the time. But, but by doing that, I mean, I think it's so powerful, you know, and then, and the thing is, is that you're never in competition with the world. There's an abundance of everything in the world. Mm -hmm. You know, like even like I have friends that are like store owners. Yeah. Like, Sammy, the the guy that owns 27 stores, he's my boy. Like, we're cool. Like, if I, I should have a text if, like, I know something's going down. Hey, bro, like, watch out. People are cashing bad checks. When I used to cash checks, I'm like, this, I got this bad. I send it to him right away. I send it to my boy Elias. You know what I mean? Yeah. I send it to a lot of other liquor store owners. And we're all cool. Right? There's an abundance. There's money for everybody. Yeah. Right? When you start thinking, like, people are your competition, that's when you fail. Mm-hmm. Your competition is yourself. Yep. Your competition is your business plan. How good is it? Mm-hmm. Fucking look at that shit. Make a better one. Yep. Up- update it. Change your vision. Your vision isn't always fucking twenty twenty. You know, later on, you might need to get some glasses. Get them so that you fucking Adjust can it see clearly
0: all the time. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Right. And I and I think that's really vital in business these days. As things changes, social media changes, platforms changes. You know, it was fucking Facebook was fire. Then it was Instagram. Now fucking TikTok's on fire. Like, I you like,
0: TikTok killing it. Bro,
1: I'm trying, man. I'm trying, man. <laughs> I just
0: posted my first video.
1: Oh, did you? Hey, you got to post them regularly, man. Like, I just, <laughs> I did one today, you know? I was like, I was literally sick this morning. And like, I was like, I'm not going to cancel on you. I'm going to fucking actually do this, you know? But uh, I just did one this morning on TikTok. But it's fucking popping, man. It's, it's fun. Like, it's fun. It's cool. But it's just like, it's literally, I think you just need to just sit there and watch shit. Yeah. And then like. Think about, hey, I want to post one to four times a day, mm-hmm. right, and come up with some creative shit. Yeah. You know, and, and the one thing that I love about our store, right, so at Happy Place Craft Beer, Wine and Spirits, I have the best fucking staff that's so fucking fun. And, uh, and and the reason I can do what I'm doing is now is because they're holding the fort, you yeah. know. Shout out to Brittany, Joaquin. Fucking Chloe, Ashley, G Money, G matthewson Garrett, G-G whatever Money. you want to talk. You know, I mean, they're always posting some dope videos, yeah. some dope, dope contest uh, content, and and it's fun, right? And I told him I was like, let's let's post stuff that that's us, you know. If you yeah. drop an F bomb, who fucking cares, right? Yeah. That's you. If somebody wants to unfollow them, adios, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're gonna be who we are. Right. You come in there. We're going to say, hey, what's up? You know, if someone, if, you know, you, you, you'll trip out like somebody come in and be like, you're fucking. I was like, take a shower, motherfucker. Like, it's like it's like family. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you come and you're my boy, we're going to talk shit to each yeah. other, but we're going to love each other at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that's how we are with our customers They're our family. You yeah. walk in the door, you're in our house. Right. And they treat the customers the way they're supposed to be treated. And that allows me to kind of branch off and do it. Right. Yeah. And then the other big thing is, is my wife takes care of all of the, the office, you know, all of the, the, you know, the financials. So I'm able to, to go off on and, and venture off on other stuff. You, you got know? a whole team, bro. I, I do. You know, I got an amazing team and my team's growing. And, you know, now with, uh, uh, with my uh, promotions and my marketing company, PR company, yeah. uh, the Circle Media Group, we're, we're really doing some really cool shit. Um, um, you heard one of my artists, AT Music. Oh,
0: man, that dude's fire. Bro. Do that song. I, I wish I could talk about it, but I, I can't.
1: Do you know Do you know that that was done in his car? Bro. That dude, song was recorded I... in his car today. He recorded it today, put edited. it together, edited it, and put it out. And you asked me, who's this fucking... What would you ask me? Yeah, I was like, who, who's this guy? Like, No, you're like, who's this producer? Who's this? Oh, he yeah, did you know, all this shit oh, himself. Yeah, his engineer? I was like, he his... did all this shit out of his car. Dude. So if you're fucking listening to this podcast and you're like... You have a hundred excuses to do what the fuck you want to do. Shut the fuck up. Stop making excuses and do it. Yeah. If you want to do a podcast, jump on your phone. You can record it from your iPhone. Yeah. Right. You could do it in your car like you did when you (laughs) needed a spot to do it. Right. You know, and today we're in my living room because you're like, hey, bro, you want to do it in your office? I'm like, just come to my house. So it's just about like fucking getting out and doing it. Making it it happen. Making it happen. No excuses. I'm
0: reading this book, Phil Knight, and all he talks about is. Just go out and make it happen. Fuck, fuck whatever Al's excuses you have for you. Yeah. And anything. Hey, you know, I'm in sales. Uh, I shouldn't call that client because they're going to say no. You just heard Sky guy say, you know what? My mindset was everyone would say yes. Yep. If, every, if you go out and everyone's going to say yes to you, just do it. Or switch your mindset. I want to see how many no's I get. I'm going to call everyone that I know. And I'm going to get as many no's as I can.
1: On, on that topic, what I tell everyone to do is... Ask 50 people,
0: yeah.
1: right? Something, right? Yeah. If you're doing sales or even ask 10, right? Let's just mm-hmm. break it down. Ask 10 people. Out of the 10 people you ask, see how many people say yes, yeah. right? If you have one person saying yes and you need 100 people, you need to fucking ask a 1,000. You're yeah. going to get your 100.
0: Numbers game. It's a numbers game. It's all a numbers game.
1: But at the end of the day, if you want to improve your numbers, you got to change your method.
0: Yes. Right working, And you have to
1: and, and and if your method Isn't the best Fucking learn from someone Whose method is
0: Like Sky Reach out to him Who, who said that Yo hit
1: me up <laughs> bro. Hit me up I mean I'll, I'll be honest Like if I can help anybody I'm more than happy to Definitely brother Like I wish I had More people there Helping me early on Yeah Right I'm lucky now I have my brother-in-law Rupi Chima Who's fucking my dude Chewy Loza from Fresca Mangos, that's my, that's my fucking mentor too. Like I'll take him out to lunch and then he fucking always ends up paying fucker, Right. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I learned so much from yeah. so many people because yeah. the thing is, is you can read a book, right? You can Google it, which is great. Great. But nobody else is going to give you better advice than fucking sitting down with someone who's done it.
0: That's fucking true. And that's why I started this podcast. Here's why I started this podcast is, uh, and I'm probably a lot of the listeners that are listening to have already heard it is I wanted to interview people who are starting something from nothing. Yeah. Right. Or some people that have like you, you've already like in my eyes, you're already successful hundred percent. Right. But we look at, we often look at people like Phil Knights, a Nike person, uh, Jeff Bezos. We look at Elon Musk and we say, Oh, those players already made it. Those people already made it. They're already successful. But dude, there's people who are literally going through the trenches like Jackie, like Rico, like you, like Rigo, like uh, Hugo Centeno, like yeah. all these people. Oh, Shout out to Hugo Centeno. He's got a big fight coming yes. up on December,
1: was it 21st? Yes. You yes. down to go
0: to the fight? I'm down.
1: Let's do it, bro. I'm
0: make, let's go. Hell yeah. I'm down. So I, I was just talking and I'm like, dude, like there's, not some, there's, not, there's nothing out there that's really capturing that around here. And I said, you know what? I need to start that. And for me, eventually, I do want to bring someone like that big in the podcast because there's a correlation. There's yeah. something that's happening. Sky's talking this way. There's this multi-billionaire that's talking the same way. What yeah. makes him different? Right? Nothing. Only well, money, but that's it. But as far as, as far as like mindset, same similar mindset. Same thing with someone that's thinking of starting a podcast. So if you're looking to start whatever it is, go after it. You have 100%. people like me, you have people like Sky that can show you what we've done, Yeah. where we failed, so that
1: you don't fail. But I, I think the thing is, is people are afraid to fail. Yeah. Right. People are always afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. I've never been that dude. Like, I don't give a fuck. If I fail, I fail. Right. I'm just gonna do it. Right. Because most people when they die, they're always regretting the shit they didn't do.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: I don't want to be that I don't wanna be that person. I'm not gonna be that person. Exactly. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I wanna <laughs> do and I'm yeah. gonna do it. Right. So when some motherfucker who'd never made a product in his life and me and one of my best friends, Mumbo's like, let's do this shit, I said, fuck it, let's do it. Yep. Right. And in the beginning, even when I started, um, you know, the the liquor store. Right. I didn't know the delivery service. I'm like, fuck, how do I do it? I just mm-hmm. fucking did it. You know what I mean? I just went and I went for it. And the thing is, this is I was a long term play, too. I was mm-hmm. not going to just do it and stop. Yeah. I was dedicated. I'm like, I'm going to do this like and treat it like its own business. Yep. If it fails for three years, I will stop. Damn. First year, I lost my ass on it. Because I had to I had to hire more employees to cover to make sure it's guaranteed delivery. Yeah. And I lost my ass on it for the first year. Second yeah. year, I lost. Third year, I was profitable. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause I had to pay for a car, I had to pay for insurance, more liability, yeah. more hours in the store. But I did it for a purpose, right? I did it because I wanted to make sure people weren't drinking and driving. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I fucked up. I've done that myself. Lesson right. Learned. And it fucked me up a lot. Yeah. Right. But I'm thankful that I'm alive, everyone's good, and it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like, you know, I just, it was just a wet and reckless. I wasn't intoxicated. But it was an experience that if I, what if I had another couple more drinks and I still drive, yeah. right? What could have happened? So, and then when I see, saw customers coming in the store, they're drinking and driving. And I'm like, bro, I know where you live. You're around the corner from my house. I fucking see your bug or I see your fucking escalate. I'm just going to come drop it off. Just call me started at one, two, three, four, five, six people. Then all of a sudden, back that this is 2011. I put on Facebook, we're going to start delivery," and Fucking, our fucking feed just went monstrous, bro. (laughs) Like, that shit went viral. I was like, whoa, okay. (laughs) I guess this was a good decision after all. Talking about reinventing the wheel.
0: Talking about changing it up.
1: Yeah, you know, and at that time, nobody did delivery. Uh, Nobody. You know, and now, obviously, at that time now, like, I can tell you, if you're listening right now, I want to give you another thing. I could have fucking, I could have launched I bought wedeliverliquor.com. That's yeah. our domain name, right? wedeliverliquor.com takes you to our site, our website, you can buy stuff from it, um, or it'll get linked to our Instagram if our site's not up, one of the other, right? And our Instagram's We deliver as well. So I got that domain name back in the day, right? And my goal was to create a delivery service, kind of like you know, Uber Eats or that. Yeah. And, and I slept on it, right? So if you're sleeping on your idea, Right,
0: somebody else is going
1: to come in and do it.
0: Scoop that and just run with it.
1: Like I could have done it on steroids, right? But I didn't. Like I fucked up, right? And I I regret it now because at that time, I could have created the website, figured a way to link it with other people's POS systems, and doing it and making this like a huge service. But I didn't. So I totally failed on that part. So if you have a dream, you want to do something, or you have some passions, just fucking do it.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Like, Fuck. just do it. Yep. Just do it. And if That's you want to do dude. a podcast or if you want to do a vlog, just fucking do it. Your iPhone is fucking amazing. <laughs> yes. And you can get an adapter. You can hook up a fucking dope ass mic on it if you want. You know There's what I'm so saying? Much, it's so much out there. People, people limit
0: themselves. That's the thing. It's like what you mentioned. For me, what's, I want to start a podcast. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what mics to get. I don't know when I was going to do it. Where I was going to do it, and I started thinking, like, shit, I don't have a place to shoot it. Wait, I don't have mics. Wait, I don't even know how to edit. Wait, I don't even know how to do any of this stuff. I reached one of my friends. Shout out to Elizabeth. Goes by Lolo, right? And I reached out to her, and I said, hey. She went, on, she went live on, on one of her stories, and I said, what do you edit on? What, what mic are you using? She gave me, like, the whole breakdown. That's dope. And she's like, I said, cool. Literally, jump on Amazon, order my mic. Ordered the second mic. I said, you know what? Okay, I can do this. I can plug it in. Shot the first podcast with Jackie. Shout out to Jackie once again for being one of my first um, people on my podcast. And dude, from there, it's just like, I've been so, so addicted to it.
1: Yeah. yeah. and You know what's awesome is, um, so I was talking to my brother-in-law, yeah, right? right? And I'm like, any single person that I want to learn about, Right, it's the perfect opportunity to learn from them. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, so we have a three-acre property where the store is. Right, yeah. we're happy places right off of Wells One Eighteen, and it's a three-acre property. I want to develop it. So I'm like, you know what'd be cool? I'm gonna start getting developers on my thing and letting them talk about the story, and I can learn from it.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so it's it's beautiful that you can learn from other people, mm-hmm. and it's it's more genuine than like. Uh, it, if me and you were sitting down at a bar having a conversation, it wouldn't get this deep. No. Right? It wouldn't, it wouldn't be going on for over an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, it would have been, like, us watching the game, talking shit, like, that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, cheers, like, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little, like, minimal talk, right? Yeah. But this, you can get deeper, you talk about stuff, and and on podcasts, people want to share their life, right? Because yeah. that's the, the point of it, like, yep. let, let, let's get into it, mm-hmm. you know? Just like when we started, you're like, hey do we like not talk about something no fuck it we're on here let's talk about <laughs> let's it right it. whatever yeah. you want to hear let's do it so i think i think it's it's beautiful that what you're doing and um and what rico's doing and a lot of people are doing and uh, and, and i'm excited because i just started recording my own podcast right but at the same time it's like i don't know how to Edit shit yet I'm sitting here Talking to you like How do I do it I've already recorded A couple episodes right yeah. And by the end of next week I'll have like 15 episodes Already recorded But I don't even know How to You're do like, it how yet am I,
0: How am I gonna Get this out there But
1: I'm not even worried about it Let me at least record it I've got all of it <laughs> saved And then I'll figure it out yeah, Right yeah. I'm gonna be fucking it Yo bro You gotta come by And help me You know <laughs> what I'm saying so, yeah. we, so when you hear my text later on next week, I'm going to be like, right. bro, hey, come through. Hey, bro, what's up? <laughs> bring Elizabeth through, man. <laughs> we'll bring some bottles of wines. Right. And whatever she Tequila, needs. whatever she drinks. <laughs> yes. And yes. We'll, we'll have Elizabeth help us out.
0: Definitely, bro. Um, you know, before we wrap up, where can these people find you? Where can they, like, pick your brain a little bit?
1: Um, So if you go to itsyourboysky.com, mm-hmm. right, or skysunter.com, I have both of, both, both of those domains. Uh, they get routed. To where you can find my email, my Instagram, my Facebook, my TikTok, everything. So just it's your boy Sky, just the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. It's your boy dot com. Um, so if you go there, you can find everything. Um, and if you you have any any questions, yeah. you know, just hit me up.
0: I'll make sure to add all that stuff to the uh, to the description so you guys can find it. Um, here's my final question for you. Yeah. What's the impact you want to leave
1: behind? I want I want to make sure that people will remember to treat people better. Mm. It's to me, it's like my my impact has got to be positivity. That's what I'm about. I'm about positivity and love. So if I leave and people said, This guy made us feel good, this guy a smile on my face. Yeah. That's that's really my legacy.
0: Damn.
1: You know, that's what I want to leave. Wow. Well, that's that aligns with what I want to do.
0: Because I want to, I want to impact people.
1: Yeah, because because the thing is, is it's not just financially. Like, obviously, I have my goals. I know what I want to do financially. You know, I've accomplished quite quite a bit for you know, for my age. Um, I busted my ass. But but to me, I mean, I want to keep doing that. But but more importantly, I just want to put smiles on people's faces. I want to make I want to make an impact on people's lives. So however I can do that positively, that's what I want to do.
0: You're already doing it. Yeah, every day. Sure.
1: But I want to do it on another level. You're putting a smile on my face right now, right? bro. <laughs> I, was that me or was that, that? this awesome Kern I, River Citra, bro? <laughs> I
0: think it's both. Um, but yeah, brother, thank you so much for being part of this episode. Hey, thanks for I having me on, bro. appreciate you being on here.
1: I had a great time.
0: Dude, awesome stuff. All right, guys. With that being said, this is, uh, you know, we're checking out. My man Sky dropped some amazing information, amazing knowledge. Man, I don't want it to end, but it's, it's come to an end, bro.
1: Shit. That was fun, though. That was fun. That was awesome. I'm going to have to have you on my podcast next. <laughs> it's going to awesome. be my time to grill you, bro. Right? <laughs>
0: awesome, guys. Well, make sure that you always, you know, tune in to every week. There's always going to be an episode dropping. Make sure that you leave a review behind. Make sure you're tagging me on any post. Take a screenshot. Put it on your stories. Let me know that you're listening. Let me know what you found interesting. Let me know what you found interesting, with that uh, that sky left behind. Something that you're going to implement Whatever it is, you can always reach out to me. Any help that you need, I know that Sky is available. I'll leave his information on the description. And with that being said, guys, have a blessing day. Peace.